back together again. Good morning to you, Andy. Great to hear from you. Great to join you again on this Saturday morning. I know he's there. Boy, there he like is. It's been uh, way too long. I know it's months. I think it's, that's quite true. Literally, I think I uh-huh. I mentioned it earlier this morning, and I'm certainly no Mark Twain, but I said uh, the uh, reports of my demise are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> so I'm definitely back. So good to, to hear your voice. And if you're new to the show, uh, this is our home improvement show that we've been doing with uh, thanks to Linda's Construction for years now. And if you have any kind of a home improvement question, Andy will field those for you, uh, either by text or by phone. And again, same number applies, 651-989-9226. Don't wait. We always tend to get busy, and uh, we don't want to cut it short there if you have a particular question. Maybe you're in the middle of a project, and uh, you need a little assistance. So call us or text us, and uh, and we'd be glad to, to help you out. Well, we've had some great weather. I know we've got a couple of hot days coming up here, and you guys are always always prepared for any particular weather. But what what are the crews working on? Probably everything. Oh, you name it, Denny. We've been uh, we've we've been doing it. You know, the the rains as of late uh, have have led to some leaky roof calls, some emergency flooding that we had to deal with, and of course, uh, the amount of people calling for leaf guard gutters is uh is 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 a very large amount more than normal that uh, that rain we had monday tuesday was a tuesday wednesday i guess we're pretty much rain for about 24 hours straight it uh made the phones yeah. go bananas we couldn't do a lot of work those days but uh i have a whole bunch of crews even out today trying to finish some stuff up so you name it roofing siding windows decking every division is uh is going strong and and we're working pretty much six days a week now you know, we, we laugh when we see these uh, commercials on television. I won't name the product, but uh, you and I have talked about it over the years, both privately and on the air, that there are these outfits. You talk about leaf guard gutters, but there's a lot of, uh, well, you won't say it, but I can say it. They're kind of knockoffs. And uh, <laughs> we laugh. I don't know how many people go to a uh, a gutter seminar. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we get a kick yeah. out of that. But come to a gutter mission? seminar and learn all about our <laughs> add-on device over yeah. No, there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff out there and and some of it's okay to be honest with you. It's uh it's okay. not bad, but it's not perfect. And the way reason why it's not perfect is because it's designed around the LeafGuard patent. If they could make it just like LeafGuard, Denny, they would. And, and, and here's the dirty little secret. For what most guys charge to put something over the top of your existing gutters, LeafGuard replaces your entire gutter system, all one-piece seamless. And it still is the only one-piece seamless gutter system out there with a lifetime no-clog guarantee. And... You know, we have, I don't know, a little over 80,000 customers now in the Twin Cities area. So it, uh, wow. we have a lot, of, a lot of really happy people out there that aren't worrying about their gutters, no matter the torrential rains that we get. I haven't mentioned this in quite a while, but uh, I have a, a bunch of neighbors, some of whom I don't even know. But yet I saw the LeafGuard, uh, the Lindus trucks and putting LeafGuard gutters. And they're really quite attractive. I mean, you, you guys have made them... So they blend right into the home. I, I don't mean to make the whole show here about LeafGuard, but it, I was always impressed and have been. About well, we haven't that, been able to talk forever. Of course we're no, going to talk true. LeafGuard. I know. I, I, uh, you know, it is more aesthetically pleasing than most. But, uh, you know, Danny, what I was wanting to ask you is yeah. I know you've had a little time at home. Have you been uh, attacking the honey-do list? Any projects that you've been after? 
You know what I've been doing is uh, kind of taking care of uh, small engine stuff besides taking care of the lawn, which I'm proud to say I, I finally got under control. But uh, that's basically what I, I've been doing. I know Sandy's been uh, doing some uh, painting projects uh, herself. Uh, but mostly mine is outdoor work and, you know, things like changing oil, changing plugs, things like that that, uh, you know, need to be done from time to time. Danny, and, we uh, need to get you hooked up with uh, Acme Tools. Um, my my buddy's over there, and uh, I've been slowly trying to get my dad to do this too because I'm no longer dealing with any of my small engines. My weed whip is battery-operated by Milwaukee. My chainsaw is battery-operated by Milwaukee. I'm looking at a battery-operated lawnmower, push mower for a really steep hill sure. that I have. Uh, my I have a backpack vacuum that's all battery-operated. It's a shop vac, battery-operated. Everything's battery. No more oil, no more spark plugs, no more mixed gas spilling in my truck. It's and they're awesome. You just pull the trigger and they go. It's as good as it gets. I know it hurts. We've, we've spent a lifetime building up our small engine uh, uh, supply of, of tools around the house. I have a lot of steel things that I think are just going to be hanging on the wall for the time being. And uh, so, yeah, battery operator. No more spark plugs. No more anything, Denny. You know, it really is amazing. Uh, and I've been looking at, uh, you mentioned the chainsaw, uh, the battery operated. And I'm hearing... And you mentioned a certain brand there, too. But I, I'm hearing that some of these uh, small battery-operated chainsaws are as powerful as the gas-fired ones. Oh, for for sure. I I have the Milwaukee one, and I run uh, their 12-amp their battery with it. And I have, a, I have a steel gas chainsaw that I haven't even tried to use yet this year since I've gotten that Milwaukee one. A buddy of mine has one of the steel uh, battery-operated chainsaws, and, and he swears by it. He says this, yeah. I mean, for to carry around your truck and to have, Denny, I don't know, maybe I'm a little different about my chainsaws, but I, last year when those tornadoes came through, I spent days cutting, spent days cutting wood and i mean we had to cut our way into customers houses that's how bad the the roads were i mean no one was getting to them and to be able to carry that in your vehicle and not have to worry about the mixed gas or anything it's just a it's a nice tool to have and and they make some really awesome uh pole saws too which for me like when when we're dealing with storm damage and trying to remove trees in, in in a safe manner Sometimes those those trees have pressure built up on them. So having a pole saw where you can kind of stand back a little bit and try to relieve that pressure with branches leaning on houses, things like that, and mm-hmm. it, it just seems like a safer way to go. So I really uh, have gotten a lot of use out of uh, my battery-operated chainsaw so far. Yeah, you're you're right though. There's there's so many pieces of equipment now are battery-operated, and uh, I think that's great. I think it's a good idea. I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's open up the phone lines and the text line if you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy. By all means, call it in or text it in the same number, 651-989-9226. I think Jeff is calling in from uh, Crystal, I do believe, before we take a break. Jeff, what is your question for Andy? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Jeff, my question for you is I've got a uh, deck and the steps going up to the deck. I am looking for aluminum rails that would actually mount on the outside of the uh, steps going up on both sides. So I'm not taking up the space, uh, you know, mounting on the inside, uh, on the steps themselves. Any ideas on something like that? Uh, check out Westbury Railing Systems. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if they have a outside nailing option. Fortress would be another one that you can take a look at. Um, both really good railing options. 
Uh, we've had some warranty issues with the fortress, uh, especially if it's going to be an area that's shoveled a lot. I th- this is this is me um, trying to figure out what's going on with them, but. It, when when people are shoveling and trying to get the snow off the deck and they hit the railing system, I think it flexes that bottom pipe a little bit. And the powder coat, they had some powder coat issues uh, about two years ago and it started to crack. So we've we had to replace a couple of them, mine, including the one at my house. Uh, but uh, we haven't had any problems with the Westbury. But I am not 100% positive they have an outside fastening option. Typically, they're going to be on the tread. But it's not taking up that much space. Okay, very good. Tell you what, let's uh, take this break. We will be right back with more. If you have a a home improvement question, by all means, send it in via text or phone, 651-989-9226. And welcome back to our home improvement show, brought to us every week in the uh, 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is uh, with us today. Uh, 651-989-9226. That's our phone number. It's also our text number. Any kind of a home improvement question, you can fire at us. We'll, uh, we'll help you out. In fact, here, here's one uh, that came in just a bit ago via text, Andy. Uh, the concrete blocks in our foundation have a serious spalling problem. Pieces of the blocks falling off, flaking off. Uh, this has been going on for years. What do you think can be done to preserve and repair those blocks? Have you ever had to confront a situation like that, Andy? Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of times... It's usually right next to the ground, and it's from splash up or water getting in there. And there's there's coatings that we can put on the exterior of the home. There's ground breaker that we can also put on the exterior of the home. And there's some things that you can do on the inside if it's happening on, if the spalling's happening and the crumbling's happening on the inside. There's I forget the name. It's like an elastepoxy joint filler of some sort. It's like a it's like an, an epoxy type paint that can go on the inside of of a basement that that can really, if you have concrete block that is really in disrepair, it can be a better job than like a thin set. And then putting anything over the top of that just lasts a little bit longer. Outside, of, you know, if it is in really bad repair, it might need some blocks that have to be replaced. If that's the case, we always get hold of our good friends, uh, Jesse Trouble at safebasements.com. And if you're worried about that or worried about radon, I would definitely have those guys come in and, and do an assessment. Yeah, indeed. I'm glad you brought up, uh, we just heard a message about uh, the safe basements. And I wanted to mention to you, and maybe we can report back, uh, I have hired uh, Jesse's business. Yeah. Not for radon, which I probably will do that too. Uh, but uh, I noticed over the last year or two, a corner of a sidewalk was sinking. And uh, I thought, well, I'm, I know who to call with that foam jacking. Uh-huh. And I wanted to give you a heads up that that's, uh, they're going to come uh, Tuesday to cool. get that taken care of. I'd like to report back to let you know about the process and how it works. The nicest part about it is with the, the holes that you actually have to drill into your concrete uh, to accomplish that, it's a lot smaller than mud jacking or sand jacking. So it's a lot less invasive and a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. And the cool part is that that foam is going to compact the soil too. And hopefully you're yeah. not back in the same place that you are now a few years from the road. Now this, in this particular case, this is a exposed egg walk. And uh, the guy said, you'll know where we did this, but nobody else will. Because they can camouflage it quite well. Like you said, it's oh, not nice. that invasive. I like it. Yeah. 
So we'll maybe maybe we'll do some before and after pictures, and uh, like that. But you know what I wanted to mention to you? Uh, I see on Facebook uh, a lot of the Lindus construction uh, photos of various uh, projects. And what's what are the, what's the situation with decking? Because you guys put together some gorgeous decks and railing systems that are just fantastic. Uh, is that still doable? Uh, probably, maybe not this year, but maybe next. No, yeah, we're still we're still booking yet this year. Um, we've we've been able to ramp up our our decking crews. We were we were anticipating that for 2020, something that we were we we're working on. But our, our decking crews are, are keeping up quite nicely with. Uh, with the projects that we're getting, so there is still an opportunity to get a new deck this year. Oh, good. Um, and and but but I don't know how long that's going to last. I think with people yeah. staying home a little bit more, and we've had a lot of inquiries about like outdoor living, outdoor kitchens, uh, just sitting area, more space people want at their houses. And I think uh, we're all kind of in the same boat. We spent a lot of time in our homes. And we're looking for uh, to make it a little bit more comfortable, a little bit nicer to, to live in. Absolutely. We'll talk more about that. Uh, let's grab a phone call. Uh, Ken, I believe, is calling in from beautiful Lindstrom. Uh, Ken, you're on with Andy. Oh, thanks. And good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I had a question. I had a uh, stamp-colored uh, concrete patio put in with the intention of going with a uh, deck further, and I'd need footings in there. So I had footings put in right away. Well, now my footings, fast forward five years, my footings are sitting a foot and a half above my patio. Any ideas what's going on there? Uh, the footings were probably not put in properly. Okay, I mean, uh, how about a fix here or what was probably done wrong? Because I had them done 60 inches deep, and they've all got the, a 24-inch base brought up to like a 12-inch area where the, oh, where the deck would go on, but is there... A fix for this because they're not even even. I mean, there's probably eight inch difference between the highest and lowest footing here, and I don't want to put a deck on if they're going to sit there and continue to move around like. Yeah, that. They, you're going to have to redo those footings. There's just no. Okay, so no way around it. Have... And sometimes some soil types, even if you bell them out the the proper way, they can still be unstable and move. That's why a lot of times uh, diamond pier systems. Our, our uh, uh, footing that we're going to choose, and right now we're looking at these helical piers that we, we have a machine that will actually auger them into the earth, and they are crazy stable. And the science behind them, um, I'm really excited. Where, where they beat like the diamond piers, Denny, and, and you've seen those. Uh, for yeah. those who don't know, a diamond pier is for it's a piece of concrete shaped like a diamond that has tubes in it, and there's five four-foot-long tubes five-foot-long tubes that get jackhammered in all directions uh, into the earth. But it, so if you have to put a footing next to a foundation, you can't use a diamond pier. You have to hand-dig that one. Mm. Um, the nice part about the helical ones, we can get right up next to the house and drill it in, and, and it's going to go quick. And, you know, it's a little uh, – it's like a machine like one of those dingoes that you just sit on, and it has it just there's an attachment for those helical piers. And we're pretty excited about, about that option, but – those, this is why I don't like uh, hand-dug uh, footings for decks. They just don't seem to last. They aren't stable. They move. And it, it seems like they're, for whatever reason, when they're hand-dug, they just never go perfectly on the post. And that's a pet peeve of mine when I'm looking at a post that's not set centered on the footing. That just drives me bananas for, for whatever reason. I just don't like it. 
Is there, is there a price difference between the hand digging and the diamond pier, or are they pretty close? You know, just uh, the, 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 the savings on labor from hand digging a, 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 a footing in versus, you know, we can get one of those helical piers probably in in less than five minutes. So wow. you, you save a lot on your, your labor. So really the, the cost is not that much different. All right. Tell you what we need to do, Andy. We've got to take our bottom-of-the-hour break, reminding our listeners that we have another half hour of the show to go. If you do have uh, any kind of a home improvement question, it could be about decks. could be about anything. 651-989-9226. Either send a text with that number or give us a phone call. 651-989-9226. All right. 651-989-9226. That's the text number. That is also the phone number. We welcome your home improvement questions. We've been doing it for quite a few years, thanks to our friends at the Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is uh, with us today. I was going to—I was almost going to say Andy in studio, but we're—we uh, can't do that just yet. So we have to uh, keep our distance, and uh, we've had to uh, do that very thing. But it's great to be back. It's great to be back with Andy and back on Saturday mornings. Uh, I tell you, there's—we have textures and we have. I tell you what, we have a, a caller uh, who's been waiting here. Diane, I believe, is calling from Roseville. Thanks for waiting, Diane. What is your question sure. for Andy? Hi. Um, I am looking to kind of dress up my garage a little bit. And the um, cement floor has some pock marks in it. And I am wondering if um, that epoxy coating, does that take care of those sort of marks or what? What can I do? Or, you um, know, those little divots that appear yeah. after 60 years. Yep. Well, um, uh, concrete has a tendency to do that. And, uh, yes. Now, I I would uh, look into more of like a polyurea option. I know uh, RT Resurfacing and Black Hawk Garage both do a really good job and are very reasonable in doing that. And it's going to be about okay. the prep work of the concrete that and this is why I think oh. hiring a, a professional on this type of stuff is is usually the way to go unless you have access to like a diamond grinder. But the the entire floor before you add an epoxy floor or a polyurea floor should be ground down, and then okay. and then they'll add the polyurea over the top of that. And and be honest, like a two scarlet garage is 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 about two thousand dollars somewhere in there to get that done, and it's going to last forever. I have it in my basement. And we have beat the living heck out of my, my basement floor with hockey pucks and you name it going in and out. And it looks like the day we installed it. Yeah, you can have it done in, in interior-wise as well. But that spalling is a problem, I know. And uh, and, I'm, and you're right about that. It should be professionally done. Uh, but I think I, I've been told that if it's like... <laughs> It's like junk in, junk out. If you have an issue with uh, your concrete slab, um, it may not solve the problem. I mean, if there's a lot of spalling. And yeah, you probably heard it, that too, right, Andy? Yeah, especially if you're just going to like try to wash the floor and not grind it and then just put the epoxy yeah. over it. I, I would be willing to bet that a year or two down the road is going to be coming up and you're going to be very unhappy with it. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, but you'll be happy getting it done. I mean, you're right. And I would, I'd like to see that in my basement, to tell you the truth. I wouldn't be shooting hockey pucks, but but I'd still like to have it. All right, thanks, Diane. 651-989-9226 is our phone number and the text number. And here's a text that came in a bit ago, Andy. 
A cold air comes down through the vent in our bathroom in the winter. Is there supposed to be a valve that keeps that from coming in, or what could be done to remedy that? Well, if it's their exhaust vent, there should be a damper on those. Yeah. And then, like uh, the ones that we have exhausting out the side of houses, we actually have like there's a double damper, I want to say. So it should be almost impossible for that to happen. Um, what does happen sometimes is if you have a very cold attic and that pipe is going a long way, sometimes that pipe can get cold. And the air that's inside the pipe in the van, fan can start to be, be cold. And if you have warm air, you know, naturally going up, it's going to force the cold air out of that pipe coming down. So maybe it can, if it's, might not be, it might not be the cold air that's just blowing in there. It could be that you have warm air going up and the cold air is coming down through the vent because it's, so you might just have to insulate the pipe in your attic. It could be, those are the two spots I would start. But it is a fixable thing. This is something that you shouldn't have to deal with. If, if done properly, you shouldn't have to worry about cold air coming through a bath fan or a range hood or anything like that. Uh, speaking of that, I remember when uh, you guys came in several years ago to do the, some insulation, and uh, they, they fixed up the, uh, the bathroom fans that evidently they weren't vented properly. In fact, I guess when the house was built, we're not the first owners here, but when the house was built, uh, whoever put the exhaust fan on the roof, I can't remember what you guys called it, but it was this massive fan that the it was made for some other situation, uh, not a regular bathroom fan, which did not have the energy to kind of keep blow that uh, thing open. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you, what a difference having the uh, the bathroom fans vented properly. Unbelievable. It just takes that moisture out in no time really makes yeah, a difference. It does. And uh, those Panasonic Whisper fans that we use, uh, we install a timer switch almost every time that we install them because they'll just be left on otherwise. And <laughs> they're just, they're just, you quiet. just never know that they're running. It's, but it's, they still it's a are nice efficient, feature. though. They're quiet. Very efficient. They still work. Yeah. Super quiet. Just uh, if you, uh, if you, you, you can leave them on for days if you don't, if you don't actually look at the switch because you won't hear them running. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. You want to call in your home improvement question? Great. If you want to send a text, if that's easier, do that. Speaking of which, here's a text, uh, Andy. It says, I want to replace a few cedar boards on my deck. The screws are nearly impossible to remove. Do you have any advice? What, what's the issue there, uh, do you think? Um, a properly fitting bit, but chances are they're rusty screws and yeah. the... And, and start with the low setting on the drill. Everybody who wants to go speed racer with their, with their, with their drills and you're going you're gonna to wreck the screws or break the screws. If, uh, if, if, that, if you're having a hard time backing them out, um, getting a, you know, most of like a sawzall blade underneath the board that's a little bit flexible can cut those screws off pretty quickly, especially if you get a metal blade for it. If it and if you have access to the, to the underside of your deck, and then you can back them out that way. It's just uh, nature of the beast, especially on an older cedar deck. Those screws are probably rusty, and they're just not. They're going to be hard to deal with, for sure. Um, I'd like to tell you there's a magic potion you can put on them to make it easier, but it's just not. I I, I do have those strip out tools uh, where you. It's a bit that drills out the 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 the. the 
the top of the drill head, and then there's a, a grabbing bit that goes over the top of that, and they just don't work. Um, use the right bit and, and test and go slow is the best advice I can give you. You know, we were talking about decks a bit ago. Uh, what what kind of materials uh, do uh, does Lindis put in? What what kind of what, what does the customer want these days? What what uh, what brand? What type of uh, probably low maintenance do you guys put in? It seems like uh, the majority of our customers are picking the TimberTech by Azek option as of late. Uh, we're doing a lot of Azek decking, still doing some Zuri decking, and then uh, on occasion we we do a, a cedar or a treated deck, but. 95% of the time right now they're picking our AZEC material, and it's just a very, very good low-maintenance deck. When I say low-maintenance, every now and then you're going to have to spray it off with a hose. Um, it's not very slippery. It doesn't get very hot in the sun. It's just a, it's a very stable material, easy to install, uh, really good manufacturer to work with that we have really had almost no warranty issues with. So that's why we're we're really trying to push our customers in that direction because I know it's a, it's a product in our market that will last a lifetime. We're testing some other ones and we're looking at some other ones, but uh, I'm very skeptical of, of composite materials, especially in Minnesota and Wisconsin because of our our big variance in temperature. So expansion and contraction is a real deal here when you're going from you know minus 40 to 110 degrees. And so we have to take that into consideration. That's why the, the Zuri product, they've made some changes, but it just isn't, isn't great yet. We're having, having more warranty issues with that Zuri product than, than mm. I'd like to have. And, and I think they're working their way through it, but uh, I think the AZEC, I know the AZEC is just a better option for our market at this point. Any customers, any people still requesting uh, wood, wood decks instead of the low maintenance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. every now and then. Um, and, and, but when we go through the maintenance and, and the price difference from a wood deck, uh, compared to our AZEC, they're, they're typically choosing the AZEC material. Mm -hmm. Well, just on that note, before we take a break, I have, uh, a few gallons of Brightener conditioner ready to go <laughs> on our old deck. And, uh, of course, uh, here we come up with, uh, two days in the nineties. I'm going to wait till that has passed. But yeah, that's that's what I'm going to have to do, and plus restain. However, as you know, I've used Penafin, and I have to redo that, but I don't have to strip anything. So Correct. That's, that's the positive thing about uh, about that. It's a All nice right. feature. Stripping yeah, really is the is. worst part about staining decks. No yeah, doubt, it's true. Don't have to sand it again either. <laughs> All right, there let's uh, let's take this break, Andy. We'll uh, have more show to come. If you have any kind of a home improvement uh, question for Andy, by all means, call it in or text it in. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by Lindis Construction here in the 9 o'clock hour on CCO. Denny Long here with Andy Lindis. Our number is 651-989-9226. Call it in or text it in that Home Improvement question. Andy, I think we have uh, callers on the line. I think who's first up is Joan in uh, Minneapolis. Joan, thank you. What is your question? Um, my garage floor has two big cracks that go crosswise and sort of lengthwise and turn. Um, what do I do with that? We've had had it for years, and I just really noticed they seem like they're getting bigger. I suck a wire down, and the, the dirt seems quite a distance down. You know, I could tell where the dirt started and the crack is. Oh, what wow. do I do with that, and how much would it cost? Hmm. 
I'm not quite sure on the cost, but sometimes those cracks are just tough to deal with. Now, um, there might be an option to, you know, if it's a stabilization issue, you're going to have to stabilize the floor so it doesn't move anymore. Uh, but you might be able to fill the crack, grind down the floor, put a polyurea coating over the top of it, and, and you're going to be safe. The problem with not doing anything with that crack, it is going to get worse. And, and it might not get worse overnight or over the next couple of years, but it, it, the more water, the more salt from the, the winter that gets in there, uh, the worse off it's going to be. So there are some options for sealing that, that crack and, and then putting some type of coating over the top of the floor. And I think your best option would be to get a hold of somebody like uh, Casey at Blackhawk Garage and, 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 get an estimate and see what it would take to actually fix that. It might not be perfect, but it's going to be markedly better than having a giant crack in your, in your garage. Yeah. A professional is going to give you an idea of if it's do, first of all, if it's doable, mm-hmm. uh, they'll be straight in telling you if it's worth it or not, or do you have to jackhammer that whole thing out? Yeah. And, and, and they might be able to tell you some options just by taking some pictures and, and sending it to them. On, on what your oh, yeah. best bet would going to be. But yeah, jackhammering it out and putting in a new concrete floor is not going to be a cheap fix. No. But it might be necessary. It may be. All right, who else is waiting here? Steve is calling in from Waconia, I believe, with a question. Steve, you're on CCO with Andy. Okay, thanks. Yes, uh, so my folks uh, built a house in Waconia on the shores of Lake Waconia in 1955. And uh, they did it all themselves. We lived in the basement three years while they finished the upstairs. Uh, but as they would have said, there's plenty of good use left in that house. And uh, so uh, my son has lived there from time to time. My folks are gone now. May they rest in peace. Uh, my son thinks it's fine just the way it is. My wife thinks it's a teardown. Uh, maybe the right answer is somewhere in between. I've had a couple of people look at it. They say the foundation is good and solid. Uh, we have 1,200 square feet. It's uh, you know your good old shoebox with the gable roof kind of thing, uh, and uh, so I mean, and we're surrounded. When, when they built it, there was a little log cabin on one side and a little cottage on the other. Now we have these giant, you know, upscale houses on either side of us, but we have the same million-dollar view as uh, these other places. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, I'm conflicted here. We've talked to an architect. My wife thinks it's aesthetically challenged, which it is. I agree. So what do we do to dress this thing up to make my wife think it's okay and not spend a million dollars on remodeling this place? And then I'd hate to think of tearing it down as, you know, there is plenty of good use left in it. So why tear it down? Uh, and so, I don't know, I'm, I'm seriously conflicted and looking for any words of wisdom you guys might have. Well, what do you um, think, Andy? You know, there's a, there's a lot you can do with remodeling. And when I think of a lake place... Um, I don't know what you have for outdoor living spaces on on at this place, but if for me, and this is going to be used as a cabin, you know, there, there's some things you can do to maybe dress up the exterior. There's definitely some things you can do to remodel the inside, but maybe it's uh, you're talking about adding an outdoor living space. Uh, you know, uh, the heck with the, how big your neighbor's houses are. Why don't you have the best deck and outdoor kitchen? and fireplace and and in the neighborhood and that's what people go to the lake for you don't go to the lake to sit in the cabin typically you go to the lake to be outside by the lake so if we're me i would look at that option first and 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 explore that if i'm going to have to stick 
you know, a quarter of a million dollars into something, let's, 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 let's make it better um, outside of tearing down and rebuilding. But maybe without looking and putting eyes on it, it's going to be really hard to give you a, a, the best case answer. But for me, I well, just we've been doing a lot of decks on lake places lately, Denny, and, uh, and this is where people want to be. I mean, we live in Minnesota and Wisconsin. The more we can get outside, the better off we all are. It's uh, we, we get cramped up in our houses way too much, so we love our decks, and that's why why we go to the lake. Stay outside by the lake. Well, like Steve said, there's there's uh, in his opinion, there's there's a lot of living yet to that can be done at that house. So yeah, um, there there are ways around it to to spruce it up for sure. Well, and, good luck, and maybe I'm, I'm with Steve on this one. I'm I'm probably not the right guy to to ask by his wife's perspective because I'm a, I'm a last dropper kind of guy. I'd like to, and uh, I am my father's son. We like to resurrect things, and 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 it's okay. I like I like old. I, you know, I live in an old 1904 four square farmhouse that we keep remodeling, and I probably would have been better off tearing it down and building new. But boy, oh boy, I'm, maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment, Denny. <laughs> no, I think that's great. That that I, I agree with that, that uh, philosophy. You know what I haven't asked you about for ages because we haven't spoken uh, is your man cave, your what you call a garage, which is probably a whole nother warehouse. But <laughs> to, to tell our listeners what, give us a description of because it's all done now, right? Well, for the most part, d- 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 depends on your version of all done. I uh, I'm still working on on some things. You know, last week uh, I was putting in my drain tile for my guttering system, and I have a really hard time getting uh, to daylight with one drain tile. So I actually uh, commandeered a mini excavator, and uh, my wife came around the side of the garage, and she's like, "I knew it was a bad idea letting somebody." give you an excavator to use because I had a hole that was about 12 feet wide, 10 feet deep, and I, I went and bought a cistern and filled it with gravel and put my drain tile in there, and uh, it held up. Uh, we had those gully washers of rain Tuesday, Wednesday of this week, and uh, I have no water coming up from the ground, and it's all draining away. But I still have some trim that needs to be done here. I have a couple of doors that we tested that we I'm not very happy with that I want to get fixed but uh, it's coming up on crunch time uh I have a 2020 grad Denny and we have a, a graduation party hopefully uh July 12th that so I do have a deadline to have this finished and my uh my mom and dad are actually coming over today be here about sometime this afternoon to help me finish up some things so you're gonna put uh, uh, Kevin and Emily to work eh Oh, that's uh, that's what they're there for, right? They're coming over to help me finish. <laughs> I guess so. Well, give us the we we have a couple of minutes to go here. Give us the the dimension of this structure that you've put together. Uh, you know, it's a it's, it's a fifty by eighty pole barn. It's all built on slab, and uh, me and my brothers have done most of the interior work. Uh, when the polar vortex was here, I did have my entire siding crew. Uh, we took our seamless steel machine, and that's what we use for the ceiling in the garage. But I've been really trying to source most of the things. You know, my my kids are fourth generation in this house, and and with any luck, they'll be a fifth and a sixth generation. So I took that into consideration. It's the first thing brand new I've ever built for myself. So. You know, the the siding on the exterior is made uh, by LP up in uh, Two Harbors, Minnesota. The roofing was made at the uh, Minneapolis factory. Uh, the barn wood that I used on the inside was made down in uh, Pepin, Wisconsin. Um, the, the store wall, that's a, a slot board 
that uh, that you can put different bracketing on for holding different tools that uh, that's made in Grafton, Wisconsin. So the majority of the materials that I've been able to use, uh, all my windows are Marvin, so made in Minnesota. Uh, mo- most of the things I've been able to, to build this garage with are made in Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's not something I exactly set out to do at the beginning, but once I started, I just I kept trying to source it that way, and it's been a lot of fun. and. And my good friends at Milwaukee have uh, helped me outfit myself with all the latest and greatest tools. So, in fact, uh, again, I'm looking at a brand new nail gun that just came on Friday. It's their Gen 2 framing gun. I wish I would have had it when I started building this garage. But I'll be testing it on some things today. And if it's anything like their Gen 2 Brad Nailer, it's uh, it's going to revolutionize nail guns. So, you know, you with, with, with like your pass load guns or any guns that operate with gas, they just, there's a lot of maintenance that goes into them. They break a lot. And, and, you know, we're, we're in, we're in this profession, so we're pretty hard on tools and it just to have a hard time breaking anything that Milwaukee makes and the less moving parts, the better. So I'm pretty excited about, uh, a battery operated nail gun. No more air hoses, no more gas tanks, no more, there again, no more another, anything. No, Another battery-operated uh, tool. Uh, Andy, we're out of time, uh, but let's do this again next week. What do you say? Sounds great, Denny. I have uh, one comment here, and I know we got to run, but uh, this texter says this. Just had leaf guard gutters installed by Linda's. The crew was top-notch, and they finished in one day. Uh, the texter said they mowed the lawn. They did, the texter, yesterday. And that flip-up downspout, the best. Thanks, Linda's, for a quality product. Had to leave on that high note there. Andy, great to, to be with you again, finally. And uh, as I said, let's do it again next week. What do you say? Yes, sir. All right. Have a good week, Andy. You too. Good luck with, good luck with that man cave.